，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。With Mid Autumn Festival coming up, many bakeries and restaurants are planning to offer delicious treats involving mooncakes, which are special pastries with fillings traditionally eaten during the festival. A 50-year-old sh- bakery shop in Taipei says it's making around 3,000 mooncakes ev- by hand every day in order to keep up with booming demand. Another hotpot store is offering all-you-can-eat mooncakes and pomelos until the end of September. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in for a look. Mid-Autumn Festival is coming up. A hotpot store in Taipei is offering all-you-can-eat mooncakes, pineapple cakes, and pomelos. All-you-can-eat wagyu beef hotpot paired with desserts including mooncakes, pineapple cakes, pomelos, and bubble tea milk tea. In Taiwan, Mid-Autumn Festival feasts normally feature barbecues. This hotpot place has given a new twist to festive fare, serving up all-you-can-eat hotpot paired with Mid-Autumn Festival desserts. I think it is much more convenient than having a barbecue. You can also eat mooncakes and pomelos here, which gives off a Mid-Autumn Festival atmosphere. There is also beautiful scenery here. Generally, everyone has barbecues during the Mid-Autumn Festival, but I think hot pot is also a good choice. This hot pot place just opened a Taipei branch half a year ago. The owners say they hope to celebrate each holiday by serving up the traditional treats eaten that day. For Mid-Autumn Festival, the store ordered more than 3,000 mooncakes and over 200 kilograms of pomelos. Because everyone thinks of barbecues for Mid-Autumn Festival, our hot pot restaurant had no market, so we launched these mooncake and pomelo activities related to the Mid-Autumn Festival. We plan to order 3,000 mooncakes and buy 200 kilograms of pomelos for the promotions in the early stage of the event. In the later stage, we will prepare another 200 kilograms of pomelos. In the off-season for the dining industry in September, we hope to increase our revenue by 20%. With Mid-Autumn Festival quickly approaching, this 50-year-old bakery says it makes around 3,000 mooncakes by hand a day in order to keep up with orders. These particular mooncakes are filled with five kinds of nuts, including cashews and walnuts. Now we make around 3,000 to 4,000 pieces every day. We hope to sell 35,000 to 42,000 pieces during the Mid-Autumn Festival. We've adjusted our prices up by about 8%. It's because many raw materials have gone up a lot this year. As Taiwan prepares for the Mid-Autumn Festival, stores across the island are discovering innovative ways to appeal to mooncake lovers. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Yihan in Taipei. Pop phenomenon Jay Chow has just released five demo tracks from the heyday of his career. The never-before-released songs are early versions of his biggest hits. When Chow burst onto the scene uh, two decades ago, he became one of Taiwan's most beloved singers. Now his diehard fans can finally hear some new versions of his tunes. (laughs) 
Love Before BC is one of Jay Cho's biggest hits. Everyone's heard it. But have you ever heard this passage? You probably wouldn't guess. At first, Love Before BC was a rap. There's a very different vibe to the demo version. Cho chose five demos to release in this limited collector's edition, giving fans a new view on the genesis of the hit. And there's another surprise in the 2004 hit, Step Aside. I'm actually singing the lyrics of Qi Li Xiang in the backing vocals there. If you don't have any lyrics to sing but you want to add something into the demo, you might just take the lyrics from another song. Despite being demos, the tracks are fully produced. In the past, these early versions were only heard by the singer's producer and collaborators. His music became a phenomenon. If you collect these works by a royalty-grade phenomenon, you're not just part of an artistic movement, you're part of a musical event. I listened to him making demos every day. It was so unique and full of life. So one day I asked him, I said, Jay, whom are you making this music for? He said, well, I don't know, for other artists. I said, well, why not for yourself? Joe has been making music for two decades, and many of his songs are absolute classics of Taiwanese pop. Now, real fans can get their hands on five new releases, recordings that even the man himself thought would never be played in public. Inflation slowed down in August, according to the latest government statistics. The consumer price index went up by 2.66% from a year before, dropping below 3% for the first time in six months. On average, the CPI went up by 3.1% in the first half of the year compared with the first half of 2021. The government says the main cause for the rise in consumer prices is high prices for fruits, dining out, meats, eggs, fuel, rent and household items. Officials say lower prices for vegetables and communication technologies offset the rise somehow. The new Taiwan dollar closed at 30.746 NT against the U.S. dollar on Tuesday, depreciating 0.036 NT from the day before. The central bank said the nation's currency still fared better against the greenback than other currencies in recent days. It said the Japanese yen had nosedived to a 24-year low against the U.S. dollar, while the Korean won plunged to a 14-year low against the U.S. unit. In comparison, the NTD dollar rate represented a three-year low. The bank added that it had launched stabilization mechanisms in July, August and September. Commodity prices appear to be stabilizing and there are no factors that would cause them to soar suddenly. If the central bank cooperates with everyone and lets the new Taiwan dollar depreciate, but slowly and stably, then the impact on Taiwan will be limited. You have to look at how much foreign exchange reserves each country has and what their economies can tolerate. A global financial recession may be slowly building up, so everyone better strap in and get ready. It's all about preparation. The researcher said he believes that with regional currencies depreciating against the dollar, more inflation is inevitable. However, with the anti-dollar faring better than other currencies, the impact on Taiwan will likely not be as great. He warned that nevertheless, precautionary measures should be taken in preparation. 
The new Taiwan dollar closed at 30.746 NT against the U.S. dollar on Tuesday, depreciating 0.036 NT from the day before. The central bank said the nation's currency still fared better against the greenback than other currencies in recent days. It said the Japanese yen had nosedived to a 24-year low against the U.S. dollar, while the Korean won plunged to a 14-year low against the U.S. unit. In comparison, the NTD dollar rate represented a three-year low. The bank added that it had launched stabilization mechanisms in July, August and September. Commodity prices appear to be stabilizing and there are no factors that would cause them to soar suddenly. If the central bank cooperates with everyone and lets the new Taiwan dollar depreciate, but slowly and stably, then the impact on Taiwan will be limited. You have to look at how much foreign exchange reserves each country has and what their economies can tolerate. A global financial recession may be slowly building up, so everyone better strap in and get ready. It's all about preparation. The researcher said he believes that with regional currencies depreciating against the dollar, more inflation is inevitable. However, with the anti-dollar faring better than other currencies, the impact on Taiwan will likely not be as great. He warned that nevertheless, precautionary measures should be taken in preparation. Usually, we think school is in a classroom. But what if school is the great outdoors? In Jiayi County, that's exactly true. Elementary school student Lin Yinghui founded the walking study scheme to get kids out and about in Taiwan. He takes kids to every county and city in the country over the course of a year. Kids come back with a greater appreciation for nature, excited about everything to see and do nationwide. School students walk along a road. They're getting a first-hand look at Taiwan's towns and countryside by walking through every county and city. <laughs> the walking study program was started five years ago by Lin Yinhui, teacher at Hershun Elementary in Yiju Township. Every year, he takes students on five to ten short trips of two to three days. They gradually explore all different parts of the country. The coolest thing I saw was how you can see goats on the road on Orchid Island. We can see great landscapes and lots of different interesting things. We go on trips for 18 days a year. Every day we walk 20 kilometers, so overall it's 360 kilometers. And we can see all 18 counties and cities, walk all of them. I think that if we take them out to see things, to experience things firsthand, then it'll broaden their horizons, won't it? Lin wants students to experience Taiwan on foot. He thinks it will make them care more for the earth. He has been dedicated to education in rural areas for many years and won numerous prizes. But each walking study trip needs to cover multiple counties. All the transport and accommodation is a big expense. I write the plans for every trip. Of course, the results of the trips over all these years have been great. So that's why we keep doing it, so more students can benefit. The walking study program has attracted 200,000 NT of donations from the Jerling Charity Foundation. Lin hopes that with enough sponsorship, he can keep the scheme going for many more years. Taiwan's first batch of about 2 million next-gen COVID vaccines is scheduled to arrive in late September. Already, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices has decided on administration guidelines. The vaccines will be offered first to people aged 65 and up, residents at long 
long-term care facilities and immunocompromised individuals aged 18 and up. The committee recommends leaving an in interval of three months between the latest booster shot and the next-gen vaccine. In a bid to return to normalcy as soon as possible, more and more people have been getting vaccinated against COVID. Now, next-generation vaccines are on the horizon, expected as soon as the end of September. The Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices says those planning to get the new vaccine should wait at least three months after their previous shot. We've been seeing new variants appear rapidly. Every three to six months, there's a new variant. If you wait too long to get this next-gen vaccine, then you'll miss out on its effectiveness. Secondly, countries around the world recommend an interval of three months between the previous booster and the next-gen shot. The next-gen vaccine shipment will contain roughly 2 million doses, which will be administered to people aged 65 and over, residents of long-term care facilities, and people aged 18 and over with compromised immune systems. I think the vaccination rate in Taiwan goes up and down with the severity of the pandemic locally. When the domestic situation is severe, we see the vaccination rate go up. Doctors say that those who can get the new shot should do so as soon as possible. Meanwhile, authorities say they are going ahead with the loosening of border restrictions. Starting next Monday, that is September 12th, we will resume visa-free entry for travelers from the US, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Europe and Taiwan's diplomatic allies. All other border control and quarantine measures remain in place. Weekly arrivals are still capped at 50,000. Saliva PCR tests will still be conducted upon arrival in Taiwan, and travelers must still quarantine following the 3 plus 4 model. These countries have all resumed visa-free entry privileges for Taiwan nationals. Under the visa-free entry, travelers can do business, take part in expos, carry out inspections, conduct international exchanges, go sightseeing, visit friends and relatives, and take part in social gatherings. They can do all this without having to apply for any special permits. Tourism operators are hopeful that a further loosening of quarantine rules is on the horizon. But with BA5 just now starting to spread in Taiwan and border restrictions easing, the CECC says it is not in a rush to end mandatory quarantine. In just over one month, Taiwan will be celebrating its national day, known locally as the Double Ten Day. The organizing committee for the celebrations on Tuesday unveiled the logo and main visuals for this year's event. The logo is composed of two characters, meaning ten in Mandarin, and is designed to look like a medal or a shield in the four-color palette. The slogan calls on all Taiwanese to work together to defend the nation. Let's hear from the organization, organization committee. It concentrates this energy from all sides and directions. It represents the idea of a diverse nation with a variety of ideas. All these ideas flow into the center, creating a strong and powerful energy. This year's National Day Parade will break from precedent and for the first time feature foreign performers. It will be a marching band from Japan's Kyoto Tachibana Senior High School, which will be traveling to Taiwan specially for the celebration. The marching band is known as the Orange Devils for the color of their outfits and has won many major competitions and international acclaim. The performers will be here to celebrate 50 years of the Japan-Taiwan Exchange Association, Japan's de facto embassy in Taiwan. President Tsai Ing-wen on Tuesday visited an Air Force base in Hualien County. 
While she was there, she took the opportunity to meet with a distinguished female pilot and to express her thanks to the military for its contributions to national security during a time of heightened tensions with China. Tsai also learned how the country's domestically designed missile systems work. Soldiers stand at the ready while others lie face down firing weapons during live fire exercises. President Tsai Ing-wen on Tuesday visited a base in Hualien County, inspecting several units throughout the day, two of which operate the Xiongfeng and Skybo-3 missile systems. During her inspection, Tsai boarded a Xiongfeng-3 launch vehicle and a Skybo-3 command vehicle, getting a better understanding of how the two missile systems operate. Tsai listened to an officer's briefing before taking a group photo and conferring bonuses on soldiers. During her address to troops, she touched on the matter of China's increasingly frequent provocations against Taiwan. She said that the Air Force's F-16 fighter jets, which can take to the sky in just six minutes, are a key component of Taiwan's first line of defense. Last month, when the Chinese military was conducting drills, the Air Force's 5th Tactical Composite Wing grew by 63 teams and 126 members of staff. The air defense team conducted 18 sorties with 36 aircraft. Five female officers and soldiers who ate with us today demonstrating outstanding performance in piloting aircraft, managing ground operations, conducting foreign affairs liaison, and garrisoning at camp. For example, Captain Zhou Wanchun, who is here today, took on the mission of scrambling a response when Chinese military aircraft came on an intrusion. Tsai made it a point to mention Zhou, who had been seated next to the president during an earlier meal. Zhou's performance in the line of duty and her contributions during past disaster response efforts left a deep impression on Tsai. Live fire combat training and rescue operations training have better prepared the military for wartime rescue efforts, as well as improved its capacity for disaster relief in peacetime. This training has also demonstrated to the world that Taiwan's military seeks innovation and improvement and is resolved to optimize its combat capabilities. Commander Sun Zhiyang of the Mechanized Infantry Battalion also confidently told me that we Taiwanese must strive to protect ourselves. As the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces, I am extremely proud of every officer and soldier in the ROC Armed Forces for your resolute belief and ability to defend the nation. Tsai thanked the military for its incessant contributions to Taiwan's defense. With the Mid-Autumn Festival around the corner, she also made a point of thanking all serving staff for giving up time with their loved ones to keep the nation safe. The Ministry of National Defense has confirmed that it detected 17 Chinese aircraft intrusions on Monday. Nine of them crossed the median line of the Taiwan Strait and entered Taiwan's air defense identification zone. One of the aircraft was a BZK-007, a China-made drone for military use that is equipped with satellite communication technology. The presidential office says China's constant incursions are just an attempt to test Taiwan's bottom line and engage in gray zone warfare. Monday was another day of Chinese aircraft incursions. Nine of the aircraft detected on the day crossed the median line of the Taiwan Strait and entered a southwestern area of Taiwan's air defense identification zone. One of the aircraft was a BZK-007. It's the first time that the Ministry of National Defense released details of an intruding drone's flight path. The BZK-007 is a China-developed military reconnaissance drone. It has an endurance of 16 to 24 hours and is equipped with a satellite communication antenna. 
Experts have said that China is trying to test Taiwan's bottom line with frequent drone incursions as part of gray zone warfare tactics. They keep sending drones over on sneaky visits, isn't that right? They do that and their drones end up getting shot down. To be frank, it doesn't look too good for them. So I think that's why the matter wasn't acknowledged in the past two press briefings by China's Taiwan Affairs Office or Ministry of Foreign Affairs. The presidential office said China was trying to stir up gray zone conflicts in the area. This is a classic example of gray zone conflicts. They don't have any clear motives, but they also don't seize their harassment. They are trying to test our limits while trying to make us feel uneasy. Last month, Taiwan proposed an increased defense budget to counter the drone threat. According to the Ministry of National Defense, a 4.35 billion NT defense budget will go toward procuring five drone defense systems and 232 anti-drone guns over four years. The equipment will first be deployed in Taiwan's outlying islands, high mountain bases, missile launch sites and designated camps, all to be well protected against China's remote advances.